I'm sure you all remember the terrible toilet paper panic of 21. We're still in the awful egg shortage of 22. And now, will the bear disappear in 2023 as New Zealand is undergoing a big CO2 shortage? And it's not just going to affect the beverage industry. This is going to have wide-ranging consequences as they are already rationing it, predominantly rationing it for the medical industry. So we're going to talk about that and... Also, another word is under the spotlight by the Wokesters, and I just think at this point, should we just throw away the dictionary? Ban all words, we can all just learn to communicate in a Morse code-like blinking system or something. Although that probably wouldn't make for a very exciting podcast episode, but it may be a sacrifice I'm willing to make there. Oh, and by the way, don't forget the WEF Davos event is also about to kick off so we're going to talk about all of those things in just one second but first as always welcome to another episode of the arriving somewhere with matt J podcast commentary comedy and conversation please remember to subscribe if you haven't like share comment leave it a brilliant five-star review and thank you to those that have done that okay let's tentatively step into this episode just dip our toes in the water anyway we'll, we'll start off with the wef Davos event that's about to kick off because Michael Schellenberger actually had a good article about it and it's on his which he runs with a few other journalists or independent journalists anyway it's on their substack it's called public.substack.com if you want to go check it out and the title of the article is Davos is a grift and a cult but it's also a bid for global domination so the Davos summit it starts tomorrow and its founder Klaus Schwab is one of the most influential men Alive. He even participated in the G20 summit of world leaders last November. Now, what's interesting here is a, uh, supposedly in August, the World Economic Forum began fighting back. Schellenberger says here uh, the World Economic Forum is fighting back against those who say it and its founder are seeking global domination through a great reset aimed at stripping the masses of their private property, de industrializing the economy, and making everybody eat the bugs. Quote, own nothing, be happy. You might have heard the phrase, wrote a WEF spokesperson last August. It started life as a screenshot, culled from the internet by an anonymous anti-Semitic account on the image board 4chan. Own nothing, be happy. The Jew World Order 2030. But what the WEF spokesperson claimed was inaccurate. The phrase, own nothing, be happy, hadn't originated on 4chan. It originated on WEF's own website. And look, we've all seen those ads that WEF put out. If it originated on 4chan, why, did, why would they use it in their videos? So a bit of an odd tactic, but I guess just throwing in the anti-Semitic thing there is is enough for some people to write off the WEF so-called conspiracy because oh, they don't want to be associated with anything that's anti-Semitic. So I guess that's why it's thrown in there. So this year there'll be 700 plus attendees at Davos, which will include heads of state, such as the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and CEOs, including Larry Fink from BlackRock. Also, we are, we're waiting to see if the hero of the day turns up in Zelensky. Will he actually make a physical appearance in Davos, or will he just do it via satellite? We're not sure yet. Uh, meanwhile, Schwab has become, without question, one of the most influential men alive. It wasn't the head of Aspen Institute, or even the Secretary General of the United Nations, that was hobnobbing with G20 world leaders in, in Indonesia last November. 
That was Schwab. And who was Schwab hobnobbing with? Well, that was the leaders of Britain, Canada, and New Zealand. That's right, Sunak, Trudeau, and Ardern. So there you go, Davos, starting tomorrow or today or whenever, yesterday or a couple of weeks ago, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, but if you want to read more on that particular article by Schellenberger, it's on public.substack.com, and that's Davos is a grift and a cult, but it's also a bid for global domination. And even though it's an incredibly secretive event, I'm sure we're going to get news coming out of there for the next little while anyway so something to keep an eye on just wanted to get it all out of the way up front talking about mr bug man and his minions okay well into this bear possible bear crisis in new zealand well it already looks like it's a crisis co2 gas prices skyrocket by 600 percent amid shutdown this is an article from radio new zealand now before we get into this i just want to point out this is not just for drinks beer and cider etc and soft drinks this is for i mean co2 it says here is used for uh, food preservation and new zealand exports a lot of our um, meat and dairy overseas Uh, it's used for welding and cutting it's used for fire suppression it's used for dry ice and it has a lot of different medical uses and as we'll find out in this article that it is being rationed predominantly for the medical industry at this point so To the article, it says a gas distributor has put some prices up by nearly 600% because of the Kapuni CO2 plant shutdown, shutdown according to a letter sent to customers. So the Kapuni plant, or the Todd Energy plant, is the country's only domestic producer of food-grade CO2 since the Marsden Point closure last year. This plant has been shut for three weeks for safety reasons. Now, of course, Marsden Point being shut down last year and still in the process of being dismantled as we speak... Another Radio New Zealand article from 2016, so 2nd of February 2016, almost seven years ago, says a $40 million CO2 plant opens at Marsden Point. Well, that's gone now. Would have been handy to have that right now, wouldn't it? It was going to produce 50, or it did, produce 50,000 tonnes of CO2 a year using gas that would otherwise be released by the refinery as emissions. And that was a 15-year-plus contract that BOC had with Refining New Zealand and now that's gone. So that lasted, what, that contract lasted six years? Didn't even make it halfway through that contract. So back to the first article, it says BOC bottles the gas and uses it to make dry ice, then sells the products to customers ranging from hospitals to food and beverage producers. A letter from last week from BOC to clients cited significant challenges in the supply of carbon dioxide following an unforeseen and ongoing interruption to supply at our third-party source in Kapuni. They said they were extending an import model, but there was a significant cost to bring in products from overseas. Some bottles are going up from $37 each to $216, others from $31 to $117. So there you go, and there's still no set date for reopening the Kapuni CO2 plant. But look, this is just one of the the whole unintended consequences of shutting down Marsden Point and when your other supply is shut down for safety reasons now suddenly we're left in the lurch now imagine this happens for oil imagine we run out of oil like this can you imagine going to the pump and it's shot up 500 600% we are now on a full input model for oil I don't even know if we have the 20 to, 20 to 30 day supply that we're supposed to have in the country ready to go in an emergency I don't even know if we have that our strategic reserve but we're in a full input model for a lot of this sort of stuff. And you're seeing the same results with the bitumen, 
We were producing our own bitumen for the roads. It was high quality. Marston Point shuts down. Now we're getting cheap bitumen from overseas because they're not going to bring it up to our standard. And if it comes into this country not up to standard, we can't bring it up to standard. And we're getting a lot of heavy downpours at the moment. I wonder why. But we're getting a lot of heavy downpours at the moment and it's tearing up the roads. But, you know, let's just continue to run down the road of this, in air quotes, green utopia that we're trying to be pushed. There's going to be some pains. It's going to be some pains. Don't worry about it. This is just absolute garbage and the country's being run by, well, a government that wouldn't even know how to run a race. The socialists with good intentions running the country. Anyway, let's end this episode with a bit of a lull. It's not really a lull. It's more of an eye roll. And this is from Sky News, although it was reported in various outlets around the world. University department removes the word field over racist connotations. A university department in the US has said it has removed the word field from its curriculum because it may have racist connotations. Under the change, the phrases including field work and going into the field will no longer be used, according to a letter from the School of Social Work at the University of Southern California. Why is it always social work or social sciences and California? I think we can just kind of, this is, you know how they say Florida man, you just type in something in Florida man and things will pop up. You can probably just type in woke and and California, the same type of thing. It always seems to be coming out of here. And then of course it flows on into Canada and New Zealand and uh, round the woke merry-go-round we go. Explaining the decision, it said, we have decided, actually you know what, I should do this in a different or higher pitched voice. Um, we have decided to remove the term field from our curriculum and practice and replace it with practicum. Okay, good. This change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that would be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favour of inclusive language. Language can be powerful in phrases such as going into the field or field work. Maybe, maybe sometimes they have connotations for Descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. The letter was addressed to staff and students from the Practicum Education Department, which until recently was called the Field Education Education Department. It continued, Our goal, okay, is not just to change language, but to honour and acknowledge inclusion and reject white supremacy, anti-immigrant, and anti-blackness ideologies. This is just the same thing that we see over and over again, that these people just justifying their jobs. They've studied crazy things at university, they've got a job in that crazy field that just magically appeared, and now they have to continuously justify their jobs. And the rampage over our language just continues but this is just pure silliness I mean, imagine going there and say oh, i'm going to meet you on the field oh you can't say that mate that's racist oh um i'm going to meet you on that large green square mate did you just say large pretty fat phobic of you actually get off our campus it just never ends you can pick a problem with everything it just shows it what i mean these what are these people thinking about this <laughs> this is a quote from them well see this is a another quote out of their memo um staff and stakeholders, they've raised concerns about the use of the term field worker and its implications of descendants of black and brown individuals. While the widespread use of this term is not intended to be harmful, we cannot ignore the impact its use has on our employees. 
establishing shared language is essential to our collective progress. There's the, there's the key words there too, isn't it? Establishing shared language and collective. Ah, lovely, lovely stuff. University of Southern California. Hope it, hope it works out well for you. Okay, anyway, ending it there for today. Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. I've actually got a interview, another conversation that I had with a lovely young lady out of the Netherlands. So you can put those clogs on and set those windmills to high levels of fun because it was a very, very enjoyable conversation. Anyway, so leaving it there. This has been another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy and conversation. And I will talk to you again in the next one.